0: Welcome to this evening's episode of Dungeon Jedi Masters Theatre. Tonight's story is a tale of three individuals simply trying to make their way at the edge of the galaxy. Presenting, Vagrant Raiders. So we pick up outside of the at the gates of the starport, where you all were heading in to uh, deliver this this cargo uh, for Yurkus. Uh, basically, get it to your starship and then take that out to uh, the planet Delphi. You all know that you're delivering that to a a small little group of uh, rebels or something of uh, similar nature and uh, so definitely uh, some uh, some hot cargo that uh, you need to be careful with but uh, unfortunately at the gates you weren't able to really get past the uh, the customs officials and after a little bit of a scuffle uh, we last left off as the guards had called out for some support as uh, Datish, you had tried to deal with uh, the guards in the back of the truck while they were inspecting they intimidated the gear. Right, while they were inspecting the uh, gear. And um, yeah, so uh, 4D, you in the cab of the vehicle in the transport were about, I believe, about to head back to support, but you had noticed uh, bright red flashing lights some cor- some sort of a warning and our alarm. And then also in the distance, uh, a group of uh, other officers, guards, rushing your way. So they they arrive uh, immediately. Uh, There's a good uh, eight to ten of them, it looks like, all with uh, larger rifle-type weapons, just immediately coming to the ready. And the officer... In the back of the vehicle in the back of the transport uh steps out welcomes his uh his support and you all hear you know just that uh, the click of all the weapons kind of getting up uh aimed and ready just in case there's any further trouble and the uh, main officer then turns to the group uh with them with their support uh turns to you all and says now i believe i said that we could do this an easy way or hard way so uh, you all need to come with us and the uh the guards uh, kind of circle around and begin essentially rounding you you guys up as the guards come forward and, and kind of come upon you uh, they they kind of nudge you with their weapons and whatnot and and have you stand away from the transport and uh, there's a little bit of conversation uh, they they uh, call you out of the uh, front of the vehicle 4d and then now you can hear them just discussing and telling them to uh, park the vehicle over in, uh, in a certain section of the, um, of the starboard here.
1: I think as, as 4D is being sort of accosted and moved to the uh, area where they're trying to cordon this off, it's just going to kind of look at them and go, Oh dear. Is this the way you treat someone else's property? I mean, I don't even have rights here, technically.
0: No, we don't uh, completely believe that this property is yours. Hence, the investigations. And uh, one of the officers comes up to you, forty, and you feel something slap up against your, your central uh, chassis.
1: See, this is what I'm talking about. Treating me like just a piece of property. Just restrain me.
0: So you, yeah, you, you definitely recognize the, the bolt. So the, uh, the officer goes and sticks the bolt on you. Um, you are able to kind of resist that.
1: Yeah, I think I'll just twist it loose and just kind of jab it on the outside of his helmet. Uh, see what I mean? Treating me as if I was just property.
0: Uh, he goes in uh, for a kick uh, to kick your legs out from underneath you and uh, go down and then is going to hit you uh, with a blast from his weapon uh, as an, uh, a bolt of ionic energy uh, shoots out and courses through.
2: You break it, you pay for it.
3: This Kel's going to uh, kind of take a step towards whichever guy seems to be in, uh, in charge of all this. Everyone popped out, I guess, at the beginning there, and they arrived and just say, what the hell are you guys doing to my droid
0: back there? We're making sure he falls in line and complies with our orders just like the rest of you need to be doing
1: and taking that flawless cue from the captain i will fall to the ground and begin convulsing as if uh, i've been completely taken out
0: they're going to just uh you know two sets of the guards come up and grab you arm by arm and uh just begin dragging you uh forward Uh, with another in tow as an escort and then the remaining guards uh come around you uh cal and Dadesh, and um just tell you that uh holding out some binders we don't have to use these as long as you comply
2: i don't believe you
0: this is
3: uh how you treat people that uh comply with your orders i don't think my druids do anything wrong at all next thing i know you're blasting him and kicking him to the ground
1: as they're dragging me away i get him just sort of convulsing visit Corelia, perhaps sir i don't i perhaps Karelia. oh it's
2: gonna take ages to repair that last time this happened to his cycles before he was back to normal this is gonna be such a pain
0: the guards don't really offer you any any explanation about the situation, Cal. These are um, imperial people, or no? They're they're more they're more local, okay. uh, local to the starport. So he just kind of looks at you and um, you know, disregarding your your question uh, inquiry about the droid, and says, uh, "Shall we?" And kind of gestures towards a large building few yards ahead of you all i believe we can uh discuss this lead the
3: way
2: it is just kind of grumbles a bit and follows behind kind of giving a short snarl to anyone who tries to like get their hands on them so
0: they kind of form a little you know definitely an escort around you all uh one person leading one person behind and and then the few leftovers on the sides and um you know blaster is always at the ready Uh, and just kind of almost going into a march, taking you in. Uh, As you get a a few yards away from your vehicle, you hear it start up and uh, then kind of drive off and and go uh, somewhere within the the starport uh, complex. You guys are taken into a building, marched into a pretty large um, lift tube that will actually accommodate all of you. And you go down... Uh, seemingly, uh, at least one one level, and open up into a very drab and uh, just basically concrete uh, and steel defined room. At uh, you could tell right away is, is some sort of a holding area. They march you towards a what you assume to be a cell, and a gesture for you all to step inside. 4 D, they the two that the guards that have you, they've basically dragged you in there and uh, have just kind of dropped you there on the floor inside.
1: Or D will do his best possum and just lay there.
0: I thought we were
3: coming here to discuss things, not uh, relax here in this uh,
0: fine holding cell of yours. I've oh, just given you somewhere to have a seat while we discuss. Right, I guess with that, Kel, we'll
3: go ahead and, uh, assuming there's some sort of, seat in there he will go ahead and go in there and sit
0: down yep at the uh, the one wall just a solid
2: concrete bench if you call it that built into the wall Didish will follow into the cell and just kind of once again take up stock in the corner giving kel that the imposing physique that they're here for <laughs> as imposing as they can get at least
0: with that uh, most of the guards head out there's a few remaining and uh, the, the main guard that is kind of been having this exchange. So you want to talk your friend here gesturing towards Datish, Didn't seem like they were in quite the talking mood earlier. Uh, so I'll give you one chance. What are you hauling? My scans uh, picked up something that don't think uh, you should be in possession of. Well, to be honest with you, as far as I know, I was picking up a
3: couple crates of uh, speeder parts. In my line of work, I don't typically uh, ask too many questions. My job is to take something from point A to point B and get the job done. Now,
0: well, you must be pretty new because any seasoned cargo deliverer is going to check what they're delivering for situations like this.
3: Well, you seem to know quite a bit about this cargo. Why don't you uh, tell
0: me what you found back there? Well, as we told your friend here, we have picked up readings of weaponry.
3: Well, let's, uh, I gotta say that's news to me. That's uh, not what I expected.
0: Who are you delivering the cargo for? You're just delivering cargo you don't know anything about. And for someone that you don't, uh, don't know, not peculiar at all, Mr. Uh, sorry. I did not catch your name. Well, that's because uh, nobody's asked me for it yet.
3: I'm asking now. Well, I don't think uh, names are too important. Perhaps if you uh, want to have more of a, uh, a private conversation and uh, let the rest of your guards here get back to uh, patrolling the spaceport and keeping it safe, uh, we can have more of a conversation.
0: He just kind of scoffs at that. He says, we'll see turns to his guards and kind of makes a gesture and they head out of the room and he, he follows them out and says, I'll be back in a few for that conversation. And then the heavy door of the cell slams shut You're left there in the uh, cold, dry room uh, with, with very dim lighting as uh, you hear the footsteps walk away from the
2: hallway. Dadesh will actually walk over to 4D and give them a, a little light kick. And just, I can't tell if he's actually off or not. 4D
1: will sort of roll his head over and look at Dadesh.
2: Ah, oh, there he is.
1: Captain ca- Captain Dadesh. What's the orders, Captain? Should I should I paralyze the other human, Captain Dadesh? All right, Didesh?
2: all right, all right. He'll kind of like lean down a bit and slap his dome a, little, a couple times. Maybe the colors flash. Different colors the bulb a couple times before eventually resetting, and then then they'll get down and kind of grab one of their shoulders and hoist them at least sitting up. All right, it snaps in front of the bulb a bit. How many fingers am I holding?
3: Seventeen. Okay, I think he's uh, I think he's fine. He's got that uh, trademark uh, demeanor. Unfortunately, didn't fry that uh, circuit.
1: Okay. That's correct, Captain. My personality is fully intact. Would you prefer I play possum a little longer, sir, and then paralyze the human when he comes back for your chat?
3: Um, I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. Uh can see if we can talk and potentially bribe our way out of this if need be. But, uh, yeah, continuing to seem deactivated seems like a, a good idea.
2: One more asset, one way or another. Lay down he falls back into his other position. All right. Now, where do we go from here? (laughs) You sit amongst yourselves
0: with your thoughts. Seems a good bit. Good uh, 15, 20, 30 minutes seem to go by, if not a little bit longer. And you hear from outside the holding cell hurried footsteps. Not running, but, you know, a decent pace. You think there's more than one set. But well, they come and the door to the room opens up. And there is a a gentleman there. Um, and then the initial guard that you've been dealing with uh, comes in. And you see he's holding a, a device, a small little disc. Well, Mr. Vanix, must be your lucky day. Well, I don't know about that. It's more our lucky day, but there's a little luck to go around for the rest of you. And he hands over small little disc object. And then he steps back to the, to the door. I'll, uh, I'll leave you to this. And you would, uh, you'd recognize that as a, you know, a, a hollow kind of recording device, hollow message device. Well, uh, can't say I was expecting any
3: messages to be delivered. I didn't know, uh, anybody knew we were here and with that uh, Kel hit the play button on the disc. a
0: familiar looking Twi'lek shows up in the image that uh, apparates before you and you can see uh, you know it's like a bust shot uh, chest upwards of Yerkes he does not look happy Kel what the criff are you doing what is the problem here? I gave you in simple instructions, grab the cargo, head to the starboard, give the bribe to the guards and be on your way. And now you've put me at risk blowing my cover, my involvement in this entire operation. Do you have any idea? what these implications of your buffoonery will cause here.
2: Nice to see you too, big man.
0: Our deal is off, but you will still deliver this cargo.
3: Now, hold on, Yerxus.
0: Is that understood?
3: You think I'm just going to deliver this cargo, knowing what it is now, just for nothing?
0: It's cost me what I was going to give to you off of your debt to make sure that things don't get worse and to nip this in the bud. So you getting out of where you are, that's where that went. Or the Imperials that are likely swarming the starport as well will be asking you why you're hauling this illegal cargo without any trace to myself.
3: Well, but that Trace back to yourself can be made pretty easily.
2: You're in the hot seat either way.
0: He just kind of laughs at that. Ah, I took you for a little smarter than that, Kel.
2: I suppose that was your first mistake. His position is
1: clear, Captain. We must carry out the mission, and then we can perhaps discuss alternatives.
0: Your droid is smart, at least.
1: Well, now you
3: I agree to do the job. I have no, uh, no issues with doing the job. I'm just not sure what doing the job for free gets us at the end of the day. I don't want to talk to... You're I-
0: not doing the job for free anymore. Your payment is getting out of this little predicament you found yourselves in. Do you have an alternative way of finding yourselves out?
3: Well, I suppose when the, uh, the Imperials get here and they ask us where the cargo came from, we, uh, we let them know. Now, trust me, I don't want to have that conversation just as much as you don't want me to have that conversation.
0: You aren't understanding the full picture here, Kel. The starport is on my side. They're not going to let the Imperials easily get access to you for that conversation. If I don't want them to.
3: Well, Yurixis, if you've got the starport in your pocket, what are those guys stopping and hassling us for anyway?
0: They're not in my pockets, but I pay them with what is in my pockets, and they just got a whole lot emptier dealing with your shenanigans. Well, where's the bribe money?
2: We have some of it still. Some of it. You think they were the you think the guards at the Sparport port were the only ones come on I thought you were smarter than this.
3: Unfortunately we never got to the point where we were able to uh, have that conversation with uh, with the guard and with the uh, customs officials things uh, went a little bit sideways you know how these things can go Got a little nosy.
0: Just kind of shakes his head. well. I'm not looking to sit here and debate this.
3: Well, I'm not looking to sit in this so much longer either. Get us the hell out of here. We'll deliver the cargo and we'll, uh, we'll discuss things in more detail after that.
0: There we go. That sounds like a plan. Let's try and uh, just stay on task from here on out. And then the call drops right there. There's a few moments. The guards uh, come back in. The guard takes the, reaches out, takes the hollow device from you. As I said, sounds like uh, y'all are in luck. Well,
3: that's one way to put it. Now, can you uh, get us back to our cargo and to our ship so we can get out of here? That's what uh, Mr.
0: Y wants. That's what Mr. Y will get. If you follow me. And uh, two guards, as you, he gestures for you to step out of the uh, cell, and there are to your right are two guards waiting there, and then uh, he heads off to the left for you to follow, and then the guards immediately fall and step behind you. They lead you through, through the hallway. You go through that lift, go up a few, uh, go up a level, and then uh, abroad outside the complex. You're then uh, escorted uh, throughout the starport over to where your uh, ship is. And you can see that, you know, you don't see anything else around there. Uh, The guards uh, tell you that the cargo has been loaded. You guys are all set. As you look around, you do see that there are um, various Imperial soldiers, guards, troops that are, you know, seemingly investigating uh, other, other ships, other cargo, and things like that, just kind of nosing around.
3: Uh, you guys uh, run a full-service operation here, do the loading for us as well. Appreciate that. You going to uh, do something about the uh, clearance as well? As Kel kind of nods his head over towards the uh, Imperial patrols that he sees. He says, all taken care of, thanks to your employer. Well, don't uh, mean to seem rude, but uh, I think we're going to get the hell out of here. And with that, Kev, we'll start heading towards uh, the, uh, the ramp entryway of the ship.
1: Captain, I don't think I need to remind you about Mr.
2: Kent Barron's offer. Oh, it's getting more and more appealing by the moment.
3: We'll uh, we'll see how things go if we need to play that uh, that particular card. For now, I still I know what to expect from Yurkus. When it comes to the Imperials, uh, it's a bit of an unknown. Not sure that's uh, quite the exchange we want to make at this point in time.
2: I definitely agree with that. The, this Baron guy doesn't seem like exactly the most forthcoming himself.
3: See, Yurkus is easy. He just wants credits.
2: Yurkus is as predictable as a tadpole emerging from the water. I see, Captain.
1: Choosing the Bogon you know as opposed to the unknown Bogon as it were.
3: That's, uh, that's one way to put it.
2: Should we just start heading to Delphi and then see how pissed off we are by the time we're there?
3: Yeah, let's get uh, this cargo delivered and let's just hope it doesn't get any worse than it already has. Oh, losing out on the original deal so far has uh, made this basically a waste for us.
1: Oh, Captain, how could it possibly
2: get any worse than this? Why do you say these things? Just you can stop talking if you want. I feel like it's going to end up with us seeing how pissed off we are by the time we get to Delphi.
1: I am one with the captain and the captain is one with me.
3: You say that like it's a good thing there, uh, Forty. I'm not so sure if that's a compliment or not.
1: Neither am I, sir. Neither am I.
0: As you start your ignition sequence on the Vagrant's Mistress cargo intact, ready to go, setting your course to Delphi uh, via a stop at uh, Adderlan, so you have about a two-day trip through the course uh, to Ederlan and then uh, re-jumping towards Delphi. The departure from the uh, Star uh, starport goes smoothly, as was suggested by the starport guards. It seems that clearance was taken care of. There was no further scrutiny by anyone on the way out. Uh, you're able to jump and get to Uh, hyperspace to make that trip into uh, Ederlan. And uh, as you come out, uh, you see the increasingly familiar sight uh, throughout this cluster of uh, increased Imperial presence. Nothing large, nothing massive, but still more than what uh, seemed to existed before. They're definitely kind of keeping an eye out on things. As you make your transitions uh, around the system to get to your new coordinates, to jump uh, into your next uh, route towards Delphi. Uh, you are hailed, however, by a group of the Imperials. Ah, oh, crap, I over again. Attention, Excess Light Freighter. Uh, please identify yourself and state your business.
3: Uh, yes, this is the Vagrant's Mistress plotting a course to Delphi.
0: And what is the nature of your business on Delphi?
3: Would Kel know what, uh, like is Delphi known for anything?
0: So Delphi is a jungle planet covered quite densely. There is not much there. Uh, Maybe a few, few small habitations there. Yeah, beyond that, you know, it's definitely not gonna be something major of, you know, delivering, major imports-exports. Uh, delivering a few parts to
3: one of the local settlements there for one of their uh, power generators.
0: Please uh, please send over your shipment manifests, delivery information
1: for approval. Is that where I step in for forged documents, Captain?
3: Kel's going to uh, look over at uh, 4D and say, well, you heard what we're hauling. Get that manifest ready.
1: Yes, sir.
0: So, Forty, you put together the digital manifest showing what you're, quote unquote, hauling parts and whatnot for this power system. And uh, you feel very confident in uh, what you are sending over. You transmit that, and there's a pause. And a few moments go by. The, The comm channel is still open. It's kind of a dim static, if that, but nothing on the other end for a moment or two, and then you can hear the return to the to the call. I'll clear Vagrant's mistress. Carry on. And then the com channel uh, clicks off.
1: Nice work as always. The electrical exchanger going on the flux always works. Sir, they have a, practically a thesis on it that uh, manifest.
3: As long as it, uh, works, I don't really care too much about how you get the job done, 4D.
1: There was one moment when I was trying to decide if the communications antenna perhaps crashing would be more appropriate, but you already made it a power generator, so I had to stick with the cons.
2: The story works better. Easier to explain.
3: Well, you heard him. All clear. Let's, uh, make the jump.
2: Definitely make it quick.
0: With that, you are able to recalculate your routes and engage your hyperdrive system and the dotted stars soon turn to streaks of white light and then into the familiar swirls of hyperspace. Uh, You then spend uh, a good 20 hours or so traveling to Delphi. After that time, you do arrive, and you come outside of the planet. You immediately see that uh, greenish, uh, dense coloration of the planet, known for its uh, dense forests and jungle environments. You were given some specific uh, instructions on the drop-off. Of course, the location of uh, where you're taking this to is, is not just a, a simple land and drop-off. Their, their setup is uh, deep within the hidden jungle, and you need to land in an open area and then traverse that into deliver that cargo. All right. Well, kill okay, we'll, will uh, pilot the vagrant
3: down to the uh, the landing area. There.
2: Have we been here before and been in this area of the system enough where I could possibly try to think of what? flora and fauna could be found here just as we're going through some kind of jungle
0: so you are familiar with a few different things uh some stories and whatnot that you've heard of out here on this on this planet but some of the key things that would stand out especially for a mission like this various things like uh, you know obviously you've got some difficult terrain and things like that that you'll have to deal with but also uh, yeah, so you'll, ha- you'll know that um, there, there are a few various deadly plants, poisonous plants, things like that, uh, some that are almost almost living, uh, if you will, that are, are very uh, carnivorous. And you've heard of uh, some lizard reptilian type creatures that are, are known to kind of roam the, the jungle that are pretty, pretty dangerous as well.
2: Let's be careful when we're going through here. This isn't exactly a peaceful area, from what I can tell. Surprisingly, between the flora and the fauna.
3: Well, so far, nothing about this particular job has uh, gone too well, so...
2: Yes, but there's, there's there's Imperial not going well, and there's the untamed wilderness not going well. Trust me.
3: Oh, I do. That's uh, I'm counting on you to point out anything and keep us clear of any hazards along the way.
2: From what I remember, at least from what I can tell I remember from this area, there are some kind of lizards and reptiles we should be worried about, but that's not... we can deal with a couple pests like that. It's the carnivorous poisonous plants I'm more worried about. So just keep a keep a sharp eye out for anything that might not look to, um, how you say... Still and unmoving.
3: <laughs> is it um? Is it a fair assumption to make that we have some kind of like repulsor lift sled, anti grav sled yes, kind of a thing? Yeah. Okay. But, uh yeah, so I guess after we land, well, the uh, crew back at the spaceport was nice enough to load the cargo for us, but uh, I think we're gonna have to unload it ourselves onto the uh, repulsor sled here and get this thing delivered. <laughs> And the sooner we can get out of here the better.
2: Definitely with you there.
3: Let's make this quick. Yeah, your your uh, description, Datish,
2: does not uh, make this sound like a place we wanna stick around for too long. Can't say I'm being can't say I'm being too optimistic about going through here smoothly. Like I said, just keep your eyes peeled. And then they'll kinda of sling their bow caster into a ready position with one of their arms as they help with the repulsor sleds. As you get the cargo loaded up uh, and you know in
0: position on the sled and then moved off the ship uh, you see there is a a little bit of a trail uh, a a few trails that kind of go off uh, from your landing area into the dense jungle Um, you have directions on kind of where to head from there and uh, where to go so you can you know load up and and start making your way as you begin your journey uh, into the dense foliage it's immediately you can you can sense uh probably more so kel and datish uh the the dense humidity stickiness here uh gets to you
2: definitely used to it to be fair
0: (laughs) you continue through and there's i mean it's it's almost impossible to avoid the plants and things that are just getting your way and whatnot uh in this core excuse for a, a path that you're following, and you really have to, you know, almost cut away some of it and, and really work to get your uh, repulsor lift through with the cargo. Unfortunately, uh, you brush up uh, against some plants and immediately, you know, kind of start uh, getting an itch almost, uh, Cal and uh, uh Luckily, 4D, this is not uh, this is not something that's going to affect you the you know the the plants you know where they brush against your um exposed uh, skin and whatnot and and small little like almost fibers or something almost poke through some of the clothing as well just an intense itch and if you look at it a rash begins to form and there's a there's an initial moment of of something almost within underneath the skin uh, a burning pain but you're both able to kind of push that off shrug it off and avoid uh, what you likely assume to be uh, you know some sort of a poisonous reaction to coming in contact with these plants
2: i love nature but sometimes i really really hate nature
0: you make note of uh, the specific plants that you've kind of come near and you know make a mental note of those for trying to avoid that in the future you continue pressing on, uh, trying to push the sled through. You get a little bit further deeper on your path, and uh, you hit a spot of uh, terrain here that is just uh, very difficult to push through. Uh, heavy, heavy, thick vines are, are just going back and forth across uh, the pathway here, and you know there's a lot of work you have to do to cut them down and also push through. Um, you realize that this is really going to cause a delay here. You don't want to spend any more time in this jungle than you want, but uh, it's tough to get through at this point.
3: Well, these uh, folks were delivering these weapons to. Sure, uh, don't make it easy to get back to their place. I suppose that's probably by uh, necessity.
2: Definitely by intention. The harder it is, the more likely some rookie stormtrooper is going to give up and head back. Don't blame them.
0: After some additional time to cut through your the obstructions before you, you, you get past uh, this this extra growth here. things open up uh, seemingly a little bit and uh, you pick back up to your normal pace continuing on in through the jungle as you continue on past the dense uh, vines and whatnot uh, you're now faced with this time just heavy foliage it doesn't really get in the way in regards to pushing the the cart through but it really obstructs your views it's hard to really notice your surroundings and things like that Dadesh, despite the the heavy obscuring uh plants and whatnot in this area you pick up on something in the surrounding area very light footfalls of some sort you think as well as a quickened um breathing or something like something is is sniffing and smelling Uh, just that kind of more rapid more rapid sensing of uh
2: something around don't make any rash movements but we are definitely not alone right now someone is taking advantage of us not being able to see kriffin here can you uh tell where they're coming from which direction left flank closer to behind stalking light footfalls so probably something that knows how to stay quiet
0: as you process this information, data about uh, these new, you know, sounds and, and whatnot, you do think back to what you know, the little bit you do know of this planet, and some of the creatures here, you think you do recall uh, some of their behavior lining up uh, very much like what you're experiencing right now.
2: And I don't think this scavengers... Just be on your guard. Keep your keep your senses peeled. And they're gonna have um their bowcaster up and ready and actively scanning around and specifically to the area that they heard to just keep your, keep their sights pointed where they're hearing something. Let 4D know. And yeah, with that, uh will slowly
3: kinda of just drift back to wherever 4D is, around the uh, the sled here and whisper to him. 40 datus thanks for being followed by someone or something but uh just keep quiet for now no reason to alarm them i know that's a, a big ask
1: yes sir but i'm also concerned about the gravity flux compensator on the sled if we have to get out of here quickly it will not go well, well is there something wrong with it it's just not designed for this kind of jungle work, especially if we have to bug out in a hurry, sir. Well,
3: let's hope it doesn't come to that because we can't leave this cargo behind. I don't need to be any more debt to Yerxus than we already are. I don't think leaving uh, a shipment in the middle of the jungle is going to sit too well with him. Agreed. Let's just keep moving and hope we can get to wherever this group of people are
0: as you push forward, trying to be a little more aware of your surroundings, a little more cautious and whatnot, uh, and continuing to lurch forward with the cargo. Cal and 4D, unfortunately, you just uh, don't catch on to anything, and datish unfortunately not until the very last moment, a large reptilian beast lurches out from the side and lunges in towards the group with a massive whip of its tail uh, swinging around, uh, lashing out towards the group.
2: And as Dadesh will kind of try and look out for their more fragile droid friend, giving them a, sh- giving them a, a good C- Trandoshan growl to get their attention.
1: So as the creature comes through the uh, bush, 4D will recognize what Dadesh is doing.
0: So the beast comes out, this, this large creature, lurches out of the foliage at you all and immediately just spins around, throwing its tail towards the group, hitting uh, 4D and Cal, uh, but are able to get out of the way as much as they can, still taking a little bit of the whiplash. But unfortunately, Datish, you take the hit square and are knocked back to the ground as the tail slams around. The beast then turns and uh, looks over its potential prey and lets out this loud word cry as it uh, gets ready to take out uh, a potential meal. This concludes tonight's episode of Vagrant Freighters. Tune in next time as our story continues on Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater.